Welcome to Spark TO. Meet the speakers who are sparking conversation at Spark the Change Toronto. Good morning and welcome to Spark the Change. We are this is exciting. This is actually Spark the Change podcast number four. And I am welcoming, and I'm not going to say it correctly, but I, I will say the first name correctly because we had that conversation. <laughs> Sorita. And it's Corbanda. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. I think we had the conversation about the funny last names. I don't know if we did, but my maiden <laughs> name always used to get mispronounced, so I'm used to it. <laughs> but welcome. It's so nice to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. You're very welcome. We're welcoming Sarika all the way from Punai, India, which is very cool. And you just shared that it's 40.4 degrees outside? Today, yes. Oh Extremely hot. <laughs> See, now here in southern Ontario, Mother Nature is having a little hissy fit. <laughs> it's like 10 <laughs> degrees and peeing rain. <laughs> She's not amused for some reason. So... I just love, this has been an incredible few podcasts because I've had the opportunity to speak to somebody in Belgium, somebody in Washington, somebody just in London, Ontario, which is, you know, an hour away from me. And now you all the way over in India. It's just amazing what technology can do. And that's going to lead us into our, our main topic for today. But I would love for you to introduce yourself and, and your background and what you do because it's, it's, this woman has lived everywhere everywhere so go it's, it's amazing her story is amazing sure thanks thanks Elizabeth okay um well where do we start so let's let's start by just introducing myself as uh, a lean change agent from a professional perspective and I've been introducing change in uh, IT non-IT small big large companies departments across the globe pretty much which is where you know, all the experience and I think the enrichment and experience comes from. So I've been working uh, for quite a few years in Scandinavia, uh, in the Czech Republic, uh, across in Poland, Singapore, India, UK. Uh, so yes, pretty much across the globe. And now you I missed think, some there, Missy. You missed Bahrain and you missed Denmark. Oh my God. We're going to have to get a little map and go, where's Sarika? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's like all over, right? So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry jealous. to miss that. <laughs> yeah. So but tell us I, a little more. It's been, sure. It's, it's been fun working with these diverse cultures. It's been working, uh, you know, fun working in these diverse cultural environments. And that brings a lot of experience to, uh, you know, as a person and working with these cultures, I think it's, it's tremendous to see how different cultures can be and how awesomely they can work together, you know, um, yeah. especially me being in Denmark and working across with Norway, Finland, Sweden, and, uh, you know, Poland, everybody, and then getting India into the picture, all of them, such different cultures, so, so cool. much fun to work. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, so I, I've pretty much been working as a lean change agent, driving change, helping others drive that change in their businesses, bringing out, you know, business value, helping the business people do that, helping IT customers do that um, across the globe now. 
Uh, I, of course, transitioned pretty much starting from being a software engineer, then a tester, um, a project coordinator, project manager, name it, and I played the role, I guess, and then moved on to the new world of agile, as we call it today, which I didn't really know many, many years ago. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, it has a name today, right? So uh, I moved into that world, and I think I've been there uh, as a scrum master, worked as an agile practitioner, grew up to be an agile facilitator coach, uh, and yeah, uh, inducing change, uh, facilitating, and at the end of the day, bringing valuable change wherever possible, you know, which is so always helping goal. businesses. Exactly. I'm just going to keep an eye on the time here because we're, I didn't do that yesterday and we ended up going a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to have a look here because you have a really lovely profile on the Scrum Alliance website and uh, I'm just going down here. I love this because you say my key strengths built over core values of integrity, intelligence, and energy supplemented with my passion towards achieving excellence has helped me to cultivate a huge portfolio of achievements, which is fabulous. I mean, the stuff that you've achieved already is incredible. And then you, you take that energy and that enthusiasm and you give it to companies so that they can make the changes needed which is amazing. And you do it across borders, across cultures, across mindsets, across anything, which is fabulous. And trust me, Elizabeth, it's not easy. So yeah, it, it, it feels awesome having worked across the globe, but the kind of energy that you have to bring to the table is amazing. And the kind of energy that I am able to generate with people, you know, in return, I think that really drives your own energies. And it's super, uh, I don't know, super overwhelming sometimes um, because it's also across time zones, right? Yeah. I mean, today, look at us. Uh, you're, you're what, 8 a.m. or yeah, closer to yeah. 8.30 now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm almost in the evening now. And, you know, it's uh, 5.50 p.m. today. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing how, you know, we can do this cross borders. And I think the world, uh, and that's what I keep sharing with all my distributed teams. I think this is the norm now. It's the inevitable norm. Yeah. Working from home, working remotely, it's, it's just the norm. And we have to embrace that norm. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, it was a trend because I went from being an employee to working from home. And, and that I found very isolating and a, just a huge change at first because I didn't know about this kind of technology. I didn't know that I could have Zoom meetings and all that kind of because I've never had to use it. You know, working in an office situation, and especially I was a medical office administrator for many years and and then we, we talked earlier that I was I worked with Girl Guides of Canada um, right. four and a half years. And it's interesting because where Sarika lives in Punai is where Sangam is, which is one of the Girl Guides of Canada, we're not called Girl Guide of the World, um, World Centers, which was a very odd <laughs> discovery when we... <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I knew the place where it is. I was like, I think I see that somewhere close by. I just didn't know it was pretty much here. Isn't that <laughs> odd? Yes. So, but that just, to me, that demonstrates there might be 7 billion people on the planet. And, and you look at it from space. You know, Chris Hadfield shared all those huge photos and all that stuff. But we're just so much smaller now. Just the ability to connect through technology and the ability to since I discovered, you know, Zoom and since we discovered a few other tools, it's definitely facilitated a lot more conversations, which sort of definitely has reduced the isolation factor, which has been fabulous. And, and I, I get out a lot more, so which is good because you, 
you tend to, when you work for yourself, sort of get stuck in your bubble and get stuck at home. And if you don't know about things like what we're going to, what we're going to segue into is, is a discussion around a, a technology that came out a year or two ago, I think, um, called a uh-huh. And so we're going to, we're going to jump into that for a second, but we're going to go back. Um, because part of what we had talked about before was how you found out about spark, which was a really interesting story as well. So can you, would you be okay to, to share that too? Oh, sure. Uh, so, so I would say uh, Spark for me was, Spark the Change for me was very simple to find uh, because Jason Little, uh, you know, he's the lean change guru, let's put it that way. He's and, our uh, Yeah. Our head <laughs> And totally. And, uh, and he travels much more than I do. So, yeah, he's pretty much all over the globe. <laughs> he's killing the planet one plane ride at a time, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, when I took his workshop early this year, uh, so I and you know started to be a lean change agent facilitator, and that's how we connected because I really had to do that workshop given all the experience that I had gained on lean change. Right. And uh, I think he spoke about uh, you know the spark the change workshop once, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, while I was following you know a couple of posts on LinkedIn, and I saw the first post come out, oh, it's got you know, you're allowed to attend this workshop via a Kobe. And I was like, oh, my God, I can attend it sitting here in India without having to apply for a visa. And I can do that just over the Kobe. Fantastic. And, of course, I am a trainer, as you know. Uh, yeah. I'm a collaboration superpower facilitator and trainer working with Lisette and the other facilitators, which I guess we'll talk about it in a bit again. Yeah. But the excitement of just seeing that, you know, I could have the option of attending remotely just brightened me up and I was like okay when can I attend how can I do this you know let's get in touch and yeah I, I just said and that's where we connected which is awesome because it was it was through and we were just talking about um I met Lizette Sutherland at the Happy Melly event that we had in October which was the uh-huh. first face-to-face opportunity for the Happy Melly community and, and we're hoping to do another one and it was through her excitement and the knowledge that she was sharing, like she brought all her technologies with her. I was like, and I'm a tech geek on top of that. So how I didn't know about this is ridiculous. Um, And so Jason and I got to talking and I said, you know what, what do you think if we try and make this happen? And so we've been trying for the last two months um, to make it happen. And so we've had a development where, you know, full disclosure, everybody, Luckily, uh, Sarika has a ton of experience with the Kubi, so she's going to be our, our, at this point anyway, um, our, our token Kubi attendant at Spark 2017, which is going to be awesome because that opens up a whole range of other possibilities. And then we're going to be moving forward, having a, a more substantial Kubi, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Attendance. For 2018. So this is how we roll. We haven't even, you know, launched or finished 2017. And we're like, okay, we can do that next year. <laughs> there we go. But one of the other cool things about your story was, wasn't it, you were in Singapore and you flew to mm-hmm. London to, it was Andrea, um, the 3.0. Yes. It's just more that global connection thing. And then I think that was how you got connected to Jason. So from Pune to Singapore to London. 
love yeah, it. It's, it's, in, it's so interesting. So uh, I think being on the management 3.0, uh, you know, um, circuit, different communication channels, the circuit, yeah, and that's the word I was really looking for. Yeah. And that allowed me to be connected to different people. And the moment I was like, oh, okay, I have to take this workshop. Where can I find Jason? I'm like, oh, he's on my circuit too. So, okay, let's get connected. But yeah, I mean, from Singapore, I actually flew back to India and I had promised Andrea that I'm going to take this workshop. And I knew her from being, you know, we met up in Singapore and we were trying to, you know, work something out together there. I just and love how you casually, so we just met up in Singapore, just, you know. <laughs> La, la, la. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was on an agile workshop, right? Because oh, we are both amazing. agile coaches. It's totally amazing. <laughs> just, I love it. I think, I think, yeah, and I think sometimes it's just that mental connect, the intellectual connect that you have with a person, and you know you want to go ahead and you know get something because we have really positive synergies to work through something together. So yeah. I thought that was quite awesome. And I told her, hey, you know what? Whenever you are conducting a workshop, tell me in advance. Of course, I will need a visa, but let's go ahead with it. And yeah, with that in place, so I flew to London, got my visa. So she helped me with all the formalities. I went and attended her workshop. Fantastic. And back. Yeah. And uh, never look back. Nope. Didn't see any opportunity to or no, no reason to look back. No. That's, that's so cool. So now we're, we're going to go into, it was through that, um, you found Lizette. True. So talk about the and, Lizette experience because <laughs> you attended, it was fully, fully virtual, the first workshop for Lizette you attended, right? Yes. And uh, so just for some context, so Lizette Sutherland, of course, you know, so uh, happy Melly was the connection that you've got. So for me, it was, uh, in addition to Happy Melly, uh, I could also see Collaboration Superpowers because that's like her baby, right? Totally. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, God, this, uh, this website has got so much to offer. And I was already talking to Andrea about Lisette and the experience she has. And because I think Andrea and Lisette know each other anyway, they've met. And uh, again, I think Lisette was another participant from Andrea's uh, workshop, too. So mm -hmm. it's a very small world, as we know. Uh, we all got pretty connected. And Seriously. And uh, I figured through that that, hey, you know what, there's an upcoming workshop and this is a fully virtual offering. And I said, you know what, I think it makes sense for me to try this fully virtual offering because I could see a lot of aspects in the workshop, which I probably thought I could learn from. So, of course, I do a lot of agile coaching for distributed teams. I do a lot of team agreements. There were similar aspects, but you can always learn more. And I'm, I'm someone who's always hungry for more knowledge, you know. I mean, that's how you grow. If I close my doors to learning, I'm done, right? Been so, to college three times. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Complete career changes each time. Super. I mean, I think as human beings, we need to really tap onto our own potential Absolutely. and, you know, open our minds to it. So. I, I could understand that the workshop she was offering was designed, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, it was like a demonstration of the power that virtual collaboration really has to offer, provided you do it right. And I say in quotes, do it right. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, that sounds interesting. What would I get? And then I looked at the packages of the workshop. So it's designed into four packages where you simulate the office more the humanness than the office. So the co-located office that you and I work together in, how can I really simulate that online in a virtual environment? Oh. How do I build the trust? 
How do I build the reliability? I mean, right. it's an amazing thing. Today, we see the closeness, you know, when we are talking on Zoom. It doesn't feel like, you know, you're in Canada and I'm sitting here across time no. zone. Isn't that weird? So it is, but now we, we don't think it is. So no. how does that transition happen? So we could do that over that, you know, module. Uh, talking of creating working team agreements, because, yeah, everybody has different perceptions. Everybody has different preferences. So how do we get people of different preferences to work together towards one common goal? I do that in my distributed teams. I do have working agreements, but she had more tools to offer in the workshop. I said, hey, let's learn it all. What else? And she's actually done a lot of podcasts, a lot of experience gathering from people who have been there, done that across the globe. So why do we want to like go all over? Let's we learn don't it from one the source. Exactly. Yeah. So learn it from one single source. And I had to take it, you know, just with knowing that it's, and I, I went through a lot of podcasts on the website and I was like, oh my God, there's so much that I can learn from this, right? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, through the second, uh, so these are the two workshops, uh, parts of the workshops. And then the third one is giving and receiving feedback online, which is already so difficult to give face to face. And then we're talking of giving and receiving feedback online, another right. awesome module to go through and then how do you run a you know online virtual meeting because originally we're all cool. used to i think yeah, I have to sign originally, up for that. you are more than welcome all of us will facilitate that i would love to do that <laughs> i mean we're so used to staring into a spider phone and you know not being able to do so much so uh, i have some things i can show to you so we even picked up these visual clues you know oh, which i love you're frozen. I can't see you. So at least show up a visual clue. I see so many people for that, talking. So if I'm talking to somebody and they're frozen, I'm like. That's and I just, nice. I just stay like that forever. And they're like, why isn't she moving? Oh. Because <laughs> who's going to yeah. actually, you know. So yours is much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and these yep. are the super cards that we've made, you know. So Lisette's come up with these. And they're really cool. And Yeah. So this is like you're on mute because a lot of times I, if I was muting myself and I keep talking and, you know, you're trying to tell them, hey, you're on mute. Maybe even we are on mute, but you can't hear. Use a visual clue. It's but so that also much cuts easier. down on cross chatter as well. So if you're if you have somebody, totally. if you have 12 people and everybody's trying to cross manage each other's issues, because there are. We had that with our speakers call on uh, Friday. We had people uh -huh. from. London, Colorado, Belgium, like all over the, and I think Jason, oh, we, yeah, Jason was in Belgium as well. And so there was a, and, and not in, in a negative way, not criticizing at all, but there was a lot of cross management of, you know, oh, your audio's down or, oh, your, this, 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 mm -hmm. those would be a lot better. Awesome. And there's a whole bunch. And you can create your own if something's missing, right? Fine. Yeah, no, but I think. Yeah, so a lot of my teams are now starting to, they want to create their own. And I'm like, okay, go ahead, create your own if you don't want to use this set. But at least people are now, you know, seeing the value of how you can run this effectively. Yeah. And I personally saw a lot of that as value. I mean, value that I could take even as an agile coach into my distributed teams. Uh, it's, it's awesome. And of course, there were two other key takeaways for me. Uh, there was a tool called Personify that I have never used. Mm -hmm. And Kubi that we will talk about, right? Yeah. So just a bit on Personify, I think, because that's 
that's a soft, I mean, it's of course got a video camera or a webcam kind of really small, tiny equipment. Okay. But it's, I just wrote it down. It's really, <laughs> sure. It, it allows you to embed yourself into the presentation in real time. You mentioned that, you mentioned that. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's so super cool because then it allows me as a presenter to interact so seamlessly with the content, so naturally. So people see me not just here in the video, but they see me in the presentation. So even if, let's say, I was using another video tool and I'm not available on this, I think the amount of engagement that increases is fantastic. It's just fabulous. There's yeah. no questions to it. And I've done a couple sessions now, and that's the feedback that I've got from almost all the participants in the sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, the engagement, if I just remove myself and say, okay, let's just keep talking. They're like, no, no, can we have you back in the presentation, please? It makes a so huge difference. We talked yeah. about that, um, in, or not yesterday, but the, the last time um, we went through a list of, so I'm just looking at my notes, I'm sorry, um, yeah. of the benefits that end up happening when you're working remotely, but you add this, this face-to-face component. And, and I have clients that refuse to turn their video on, and I completely respect that. But the dynamic completely changes when you are talking to somebody and you can see their facial expression and you, you know, hearing, it's interesting because hearing somebody laugh and seeing somebody laugh, two completely different things, right? You know, you can't, you can't hear somebody smile. You can't hear somebody frown. Other than obviously, you know, it does change how their their vocalizations come out, but right. seeing that makes a huge impact on your ability to be empathetic to the fact that if you're having a difficult conversation, for an example, um, and you're not aware of the facial expressions, you might not be as aware through their tone of voice of you're pushing them too far. Whereas if, you know, people can't control very subtle facial and body cues, they can't, they're just, you're not able so if you see somebody sitting further and further back or they're hunching or they're whatever, if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to, I need to change my tact. I need to do something. Yeah. And without that visual, you can potentially damage a business relationship because you're just not aware. Totally. Yeah. No, and, and that's, that's totally uh, correct. Right. And what happens a lot of times when I'm doing a lot of, uh, no problem. Uh, um, you know, when, when I'm doing a lot of uh, trainings, uh, especially when you're trying to get people to understand working collocated versus working distributed and what you need to look at for challenges, especially in communication or the time zones. Mm-hmm. And in the same room, if I'm teaching a collocated team how they're going to work with their teams, you know, if they get distributed, the first thing that I love to try with them is, okay, so you're two different teams on two different tables. How about you just face that side and you face that side and the same exercise that we did now yeah let's do it just looking not at each other or i even get them to go in two different rooms and you know give a phone call don't use video and they're like oh my god no we can't do this i'm like you see why it's so important and i think they get it only when they feel that pain because there's nothing that you can you know you can't really replace something like as good as face-to-face but this is as close as you can get. And the body language, the visual clues, you know, everything. the posture, everything. It's, it's a lot to communicate, right? So that leads us into our, our chat because we've only got about five minutes left. So if we can, you have one. Can you show it? Can you oh, show yes, it? I do. Sure. 
<laughs> Give me one second. There it is. Oh. So this is an incredible little piece of equipment that, that like, I, I first met through Lizette at Happy Melly. Um, and the versatility of this thing is just phenomenal. And we're so excited because we've created a secondary program for people who attend on the Kubi. So, um, you know, Srika and I were saying that she's now going to get, I think we're going to do some funky stuff now that it's just you and you know what you're doing with that thing. Cause we're not a very conventional bunch. <laughs> so, I there's, <laughs> good. there's a few things that we, we wouldn't have been able to include uh, the Kubi group in, but I think you as a Kubi individual, we will be able to, do some interesting things. And so I was so excited to talk to you because we really want to, we've decided not to offer it on a wider scale this year, but for 2018, we definitely want to have a a much larger Kubi presence because we recognize, you know, there's coaches like you who travel all over the world and coaches like Jason who are all over the world. A lot of the, um, the people that are on the organizing team and our MCs and whatever travel globally to do what you do. And so you consequently meet and connect with all new kinds of people that, like you say, traveling from India, you have to go through the visa process and then, you know, any other preparation from that, there's the expense of the flight and, and all of this where we offer you the Kubi option. Um, we were building part of our plan was building online group chats, having, uh, private conversations with some of our speakers and, and a few other things so that the Kubi community could engage on another level, facilitated, but again, you know, engage on another level, you know, a room where there's a facilitator, a room where it's just you guys figuring out what you want to talk about. Um, right. we, had a, we had a bunch of stuff. Um, it wasn't for lack of trying. We just, we have an equipment issue that we, uh, we can't solve in time. So, I'm really excited. So if you can talk about your experience with the Kubi, because when we talked about it before, you brought up so many amazing points about the value that this provides that I would love to, I'd love to have you do it again. Okay. So, okay. Um, I, I actually like to start by uh, saying, I think the first thing that I have seen, especially with the Kubi, when I've tried it out with a couple of my um, distributed teams, right? And there were one or two people who were not available that day co-located in the room. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had my Kubi along. So we actually got the person to connect over the Kubi. I could get only one person. But it was fantastic because the guy was sick, you know, down with the flu. He could not travel to work. But he really wanted to be a part of the meeting. And we got him on the Kubi. And he was no longer being excluded. I think anyways, people were excited to see a machine like a robot in that. So he was really <laughs> teleporting himself into the room. Vis-a-vis, what would have earlier happened is you're either just on a spider phone or something. And, you know, generally you forget the person who's there. Yeah. So I thought it was a live demonstration of someone being included because, you know, your face is showing up here. And if he if he saw somebody else talking or heard somebody else talking, he could just you know, he has the controls. He can do anything from the Zoom controls, you know, that he has on his screen. He could turn around. So it's like a neck, right? So you've yep. got the face of the person and you've got a neck. So I think he could pretty much do anything, look around. Oh, she's talking. Oh, let me just look at her. And he could, you know, take a look. So she's, you know, I started saying something. I started drawing a picture on the boat as a coach. I was helping them out with something. So mm-hmm. he turned around, looked into the boat. Oh, okay. What would generally happen is, 
if you don't have something like this, we would be, hey, you know what? We're drawing something on the board now. Exactly. Maybe you can see this. Yeah. But now I don't have to say that because you're like almost virtually physically present right there. And that's mm -hmm. awesome. You have access to the controls. You're controlling how yeah. your neck moves. Fantastic. You actually brought up a really interesting point that we, that we didn't touch on before, which was from a, a healthcare perspective. So many people force themselves to go into work because they're going to miss a meeting or a presentation or a something. And they then bring whatever hacking heebie-jeebies they have, share it to the office because we are, we are steeped in this culture of, you know, if you miss it, that could be your career, all the yeah. type of fear factor that goes on. That's a really interesting point. It's worthwhile for a, from a company's perspective to invest in a couple of cubies to protect the rest of the employees from, you know, when it's flu season, when it's cold season, when it's whatever, or if you have somebody, we have a speaker who has um, a chronic uh, health situation. And if, if she didn't have something like that, actually, I don't know if she does. We'll have to talk to her about that. Um, but if you, you know, Dave Dame, who's one of our, our attendees and he's been a speaker. I don't know if you've met Dave yet. Um, no, no. So he has cerebral palsy and he's in a motorized wheelchair and he is an absolute firecracker. And I bring him up a lot because he's just freaking hysterical and he just breaks every barrier around a disability or whatever. Like he's just, he's so much fun, but for him, wow. you know, even for him 30 years ago, motorized wheelchairs didn't really, you know, they weren't, um, nearly as functional. But for somebody like him, the, the Kubi software and these remote things are, must be huge. We'll have to ask him. They must be huge in facilitating what he does. He's very, very mobile and he's out everywhere. But if you have somebody who's a C4 break, for an example, right? So they're a full quadriplegic. All this knowledge, all this stuff that they have, but from a healthcare perspective, they're a big risk to be taking everywhere. This Kubi, like this invention, whoever, was it, was this Marcus's brainchild? I never even asked him. I didn't <laughs> So Marcus, if this is your baby, very sorry that we, <laughs> oopsie, we'll find out. But it's this innovative technology, right? So from our perspective, Spark is a very innovative conference. We do things quite differently than most conferences do, which is why it's at the Royal Ontario Museum, which is why we do it at weird places and what have you. But the Kubi's ability to bring together thought leaders from across the globe, despite geological barriers to, or geographic, sorry, barriers, despite any physical barriers. I'm so glad you brought that up because I never, I never considered it from a healthcare perspective, the value of remote technology. And, and I think I learned about that also uh, from uh, the workshop itself, from Lisette, because there are a lot of schools that are using this, uh, especially in the United States, as I understand. Um, some museums that are using this, uh, I think there's a museum in Lyon that's using it, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember from one talk that I had with Marcus, uh, or I heard uh, a podcast of Marcus with Lisette, and I think that's where they shared that there's also... Uh, a restaurant owner in Japan who's got five kubis in five different restaurants and you know he's... how come people what, I, what? <laughs> there's no taste or vision like what is the <laughs> but I, I think it's it's just fantastic I think um, 
Yeah, well, I'll say initially for me to, you know, see it and even feel that technology itself was like a, I mean, it was easy. I'm a change agent, so I embraced it really quickly. But yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I have to try this something new. This is so exciting. This is, let's see how it works. Let's look at the benefits, right? And the moment I show it to people, of course, there's a little, oh, my God, it's a robot. No, it's, I've just got my iPad and I've got this on a robot. That's it. And it's a stationary one, of course. Um, you know, you can use others that are not stationary. They move. The only thing you can do is press the buttons or do something else. Yeah. I think Lisette used one of the mobile ones. So, yeah. yeah, I was just at a meeting at uh, Konica Minolta, and there was somebody virtually attending, and they were on a, a stand. And so yeah. when we went to leave, you know, he was coming out as well, and I was like, <laughs> and then I was at a conference in Florida at the end of February, um, Hims. And one of our sponsors brought their remote robot with them. So he was making it go around and, and I wow. think people are embracing this kind of more and more, which is why we're so excited to, you know, offer it at least on a one person level this year. And then a multi-person level next year. We're also looking at a, an educational license. So if there are universities that want to have classes attend spark, then you know, we're, we're looking at that. Um, a corporate training, if a, a corporation wants to have a team attend, then we're looking how to facilitate that. There's just so many options that would allow organizations that our amazing team meet when they do this global hopping, who the, the expense of a team to come to the conference between plane tickets and hotel and, you know, per diem fee and, and all of that stuff versus the fee that we charge to attend through the Kubi and the support program that we have in place so that it's a fun experience for the people on the Kubi. And I think you talked about the hesitation and, and we do have to wrap up, but I wonder if that's one of the things that people don't think they're going to get a good experience. And maybe it's partly they've been in a situation where whoever has offered the Kubi hasn't made it a good experience for them, or they haven't realized how much control and power they have with the Kubi and engaging with the audience that's there and, you know, between the cards and just using the controls and, and making an effort. Maybe it's a, it's a combo deal. That's why we're so lucky to have you because we don't have to do any of that training. <laughs> we can just say, you're saying, hey. <laughs> Are there any final right, words yeah. that you'd like to, to wrap up with? Um, yeah, why not? Um, okay. Um, I, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good just to, you know, maybe say, personally, I believe that, you know, I want to be the change uh, that I want to see in the world. I think that's, uh, that's something that, you know, really sparks me. So, yeah, I'd love for people to come to spark the change via Kubis at least next year. And, yeah, also embrace Kubis and have fun with them, too. But I think spark the change is going to be fun, and I'm really keen, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm but, sick. yeah. Yeah, we're just, we're about two and a half weeks away, um, which is really exciting. We're going to the ROM tomorrow for our volunteer orientation and team meeting. Um, so it's June 12th and 13th in Toronto. You can visit 2017.sparkthechange.ca for more details. There are some tickets still available, although we are, I believe, 75% sold out. Um, so we're, we're going to have a really good crowd. There's going to be stuff you will expect speakers and you know all of that good stuff we're giving away some free books which is amazing 
um, Paul Gibbons book and um, Alison Graham, who's another podcast interview that we've just done is, is doing her book. There's just so much stuff. There's going to be, there's going to be some, some surprises that we're not revealing to anybody. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting the, getting pulled out and, you know, some stuff happening on me. <laughs> from the oh, I think we're gonna, you're going to be getting something in the mail shortly, actually. So keep an eye out. Dun, okay. Dun, dun. Oh, my God. Okay. Already yeah. excited. Cool. Yeah. Surprises <laughs> in the mail for you, um, which is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarika. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. This is our third. Yesterday, we had a little quickie chitty chat, and then I, I sprung the video on Sarika, and she wasn't ready for it. Um, so we rescheduled for today, but thank you for being so flexible and, and the time zone difference and all that great stuff. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on this. It's been a pleasure. I, I think I, well, I'm not, see, I would love to be your Kubi buddy that day. Unfortunately, I'm the crazy person running around at the event. So I can imagine. <laughs> um, we've come up with a, uh, a safe word. When Elizabeth's getting a little too crazy, they tell me to go and have a cup of tea. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Bye. so we will be introducing you to your kubi buddy in the next week or two um and setting that up so that you'll have a dedicated person for the entire event that will move you around and i might just kidnap you once in a while i mean that's just that's highly likely <laughs> yeah that's so cool right you just take the kubi and okay sarika's going with me yeah we're gonna go on a little walk have you ever been to the royal ontario museum not at all. I'd love, love to have a walk there. Yes. I think you and I will go walkies. We'll see. I have cool. to get permission I from the museum, that. but that would be fun. So, all right. Thank you so much, everybody. This was Spark the Change Toronto. That's happening at uh, the beginning of June. Please check us out. And oh, we're awesome. <laughs> um, and we'll talk to you soon, Sarika. We'll, uh, we'll see you in two and a half weeks. See you soon, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and please visit us at sparkthechangetoronto.ca to learn more, or you can follow us on Twitter at sparkconfto.